What's going on, my friends? Welcome on out to Behind the Energy Podcast, where we dive into behind the scenes of DJing, entrepreneurship, and all the excitement in between. We got some friends, some cool people joining us, and a lot of fun stories. So without further ado, let's jump into Behind the Energy Podcast. Party people, ladies and gentlemen, listeners, viewers from my parents' house and my friends, hopefully beyond that. Uh, welcome on out to Behind the Energy Podcast, Episode 8, Season 2, with the one and only Cooper Brown. Hey, what's up, Parker? <laughs> what's up, bro? Hey. I had to do the little the little intro to, you know, uh, I guess kick the show off, man. Um, this is going to be fun because, like I said, we have been due for time catching up. Like I agree. Six months ago. You've I agree. We've been so we've, dang busy. We've both been, we've been very busy. We've, both been we've, busy. we've been making moves, man. I'm, like, I'm proud of you. Huh. Thank you, man. I, 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 um, ah, shoot. Before we get into some of the excitement that's happening now, yeah. uh, I want to provide some context to the listeners as to who you are, all the awesome things that you have been doing and are currently doing. Um, so if you may take a few minutes and, and introduce us to the Cooper Brown uh, story of, of getting into the entertainment world. Okay. Uh, I remember reading a blog post of the inspiration from your website uh, a couple <laughs> years ago. Uh, but if you could uh, tell the listeners a little bit about how uh, the entertainment world and DJing kind of accelerated. Cool. I like it. Thanks, yeah. Parker. So I grew up in California and Ventura County to be exact. So that's near LA area in Southern California. And I was that kid in elementary school who loved Fridays because Friday is when we recited poems in our class. Um, and everyone would get up there and they just like recite the poem, like, you know, just like just word for word. And then they go sit down, but I would get up and I do like a little show, a little skit. I would bring some props and I'd go out into the audience and like do some fun things with the kids. Even though was, we were all doing the same poem, I just loved, honestly, I just loved entertaining. I loved the spotlight. I loved mm -hmm. uh, the challenge of like making it really fun. And so that was my first kind of intro into the entertainment world was doing poems in fourth grade, actually, to be exact. Um, and I kind of transitioned when I was in high school. I started going to lots of school dances, lots of church dances, mm -hmm. and I still loved kind of being the person at events who was helping everyone just have a blast. And so at all those school dances, I was that guy. I was, I was the DJ's best friend because I was on the dance floor getting everyone hyped, yeah. making sure everyone who was like sitting on the ground or sitting on chairs was like getting up. And when Sandstorm came on, man, I got like all 400 kids like, you know, on the ground. And then when that beat hit, like... Uh -huh. It, we were raging, right? Um, and so that was just what I loved doing. And after every single dance, I'd lose my voice because I was just singing so loud, getting so into you were it. That person, bro. I was that person, man. I was All that the person. DJs that are listening and watching, you know exactly uh, who that person is, and you're so grateful for them. Yeah, yeah. So, okay. And uh, and so when I was 16, my friend and I threw a party. We played music. People loved it. They started calling us DJs. Mm. And I was like, okay, let's do it. Um, so we started a DJ company. My uncle let us borrow a bunch of sound equipment. It was literally like $6,000 worth of sound equipment. He's like, yeah, Cooper, you can just borrow this indefinitely. Um, good luck. And that was huge for us because we like, right when we got in, we had like these amazing, you know, amps and these huge speakers and microphones mm -hmm. and it was really impressive. And when I first started DJing, I think something that's unique about me, Parker, is I hear a lot of DJs say, hey, we got into DJing because we loved music. The music spoke to us. Like we loved music. Mm -hmm. Me, 
I loved Nickelback and I loved Creed and I knew no other music. I would not have guessed that. Yeah, <laughs> right? So my story is very, very different. I literally did not know music. So my partner, my friend who started the business with me, huh. he was the music guru. Huh. I was the business guru. Still in California at the time. Uh -huh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, it was the 16, 17, 18. So for the first two years, he basically told me what song to play next whenever I was mixing. And you two were like there as a duo. Duo, every time. Okay. Yeah, every and time. And did you have a controller? Yeah, you had point? a little controller, okay. Hercules controller. Okay. Um, yeah. And so Tim, my, my, my DJ friend, my partner, uh -huh. he would tell me what songs to play. I knew nothing about music, but I loved it. I loved entertaining. Um, I bought uh, the business out from him when, uh, three years later. Really? Um, he, got some, he got into some deep uh, trouble, you could say, in his life. And so it just made sense for me to buy the business from him. Mm. And uh, then I really had to learn music. And so that was when I was 18. And uh, fast forward to, to 2021, which we're in now as we record this. Um, and I quit my job two years ago to pursue DJing full time yep. right before the pandemic. Yep. Bad timing, which ended up being good timing. Mm -hmm. um, and I primarily focus on weddings. I do. I love corporate events as well. And uh, this is how I support my family, doing what I love. Cooper, that was so well put and executed. Uh, Thanks. You, <laughs> you did jump so much between... 18 years old to I, I jumped 20, specifically. I don't want to talk too 2021. much. <laughs> no, I, that's why I want you on here. I want to share cool. not only your your story, but some of the wisdom and learning experiences cool. um, that have uh, come across. Uh, I had mentioned in last episode with Eric uh, and a few other episodes how the uh, DJ community, just even here in Utah, has been um, so eye-opening and supportive uh, to my place in the entertainment world and as a DJ and has helped me, um, grow in my own DJing and grow the company. Uh, and, uh, Cooper, like you're, you have been without a doubt in my mind, like the, the number one person who has encouraged right. and inspired this growth. Thank you. That, that, um, means, that means a lot, Parker. It really does. I'm not joking. I, I wasn't planning on going here, but I, I want to just because it, just feels, I guess, natural and right. Yeah. Um, do you remember the time when we went and got lunch uh, at that like Thai kind of restaurant? Wow, you were still a, working at Lucid. That was a while ago. Yeah, I do. I think that had to have been. Oh yeah, no, I totally remember that. 20, yeah, yeah. Twenty seventeen, maybe. Yeah. Twenty seventeen. Yeah, twenty eighteen, twenty seventeen. Yeah, twenty seventeen, twenty eighteen. So, uh, there you had briefly maybe we texted prior to going out to lunch. You said, hey, Parker, I have this referral. Um, I, I personally can't DJ it, um, but I think you could do an excellent job. And I, I, I want to challenge you to quote at a higher rate because I know your value is there. Okay? You had told me this yeah. prior to meeting up. Uh -huh. Meanwhile, we're eating dinner, and then the point of contact for this event calls you and says, hey, Parker, hold on one second. You're sitting right across from me. You remember this? I remember. I, I will never forget this. I remember this. this, yeah. And... um. Cooper proceeded to uh, hype me up like like none other, um, and he's like, "Yeah, I will. I will uh, speak with Parker, and uh, he'll be reaching out to you shortly." And as we walked out of the restaurant, you were said, "You know, Parker, set the bar up here because you're worth it." And at the time, that was the craziest thing ever. Like, dude, I don't know if I can do it. Well, we talked. Uh, I talked on the on the phone with this uh, point of contact uh, for nearly two hours after. Our, our lunch. Really? Wow. Um, and uh, it was great conversation. I could tell, you know, this is going to be a very detail-oriented event. Um, and 
and uh, it was it was it was very challenging in that it, it brought me out of my comfort zone. Not only not only booking the event at yeah. that rate that you you would challenge me to do, but to execute it. There was a grand entrance. There was two locations of sound, and um, you know it was just you know very meticulous in, in executing some specific things. Right. Uh, well, uh, to top it off, uh, a year later, uh, the mother of the bride uh, shoots me a text and says, thank you for making my daughter's wedding so amazing. Uh, today is wow. their anniversary. Then she sh- she sent me a Venmo tip as well. A year later. And, Dude. And it, <laughs> that's like, I didn't know this part of the story. That's yeah, incredible. You, it, it, I, I share that with you because, dude, like that that conversation um, was, a, was a big pivotal moment. And I'm I'm so so proud to say like things have come a long way even since then, dude. Um, yeah, man, and that's and, awesome. and I I kid you not, man. Like embracing the DJ community uh, in in Utah and uh, and learning from I, I don't I the word competitors keeps coming up. I don't like using that word because I don't view it that way. Yeah. But um, leaning on each other for that support uh, has opened a lot of doors, and you have been uh, a Big supporter. Well, I love that, Parker. Thank the you. The growth of Alive Entertainment and DJing over the past few years. So. That's good. I I love seeing other <laughs> really good people like you succeed, and I feel like sharing insight and and sharing experience with you like doesn't, you know, hurt me in any way. It only helps you, and and mm-hmm. I think helping you and and it's just it feels good. So I mm-hmm. appreciate you sharing that. So thank mm-hmm. you. That's really cool. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I mean, I will never forget sitting across the. I, I remember lunch. I remember your eyes just Same. being like is, is, this, is Cooper really saying this because we still... I thought you were joking bro <laughs> I thought you were playing a, 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 a joke or a prank on me for a second um, <laughs> I, awesome. I did even to step it back a little bit further I remember at the DJ meetup it was really cold and we met at the where, this warehouse probably 2016 17 uh-huh. um, and they had a bunch of different speakers oh yeah I remember that and I never had like really met you met you I'm like oh my gosh dude, that's Cooper Brown like dude this guy's like killing it like i'm i'm nervous to go talk to him dude that's funny um and just to see how our well, friendship's grown I, since then i like, think i wow. think equally highly of you as i think you might think of me so okay. we we both we both you know shine in different ways and we both have different skills and i think that's what's cool about this podcast and about you know just you being you like sharing those insights with each other you know we we help each, we help lift each other up in our weak spots and i think that's mm-hmm. i think that's the most valuable thing of friendships and partnerships mm-hmm. yeah Again, to put it so eloquent, eloquently, Cooper. Um, uh, perhaps, uh, maybe, maybe turning the ta- no pun intended, turning the tables a little bit. Uh, Cooper, you had jumped from the eighteen-year-old self mm-hmm. to twenty twenty-one. Obviously, a lot has happened since then, <laughs> totally, and some serious growth. Yeah. Um, was there a turning point or a time in which you said, you know, my 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 time, my career as an entertainer can, can be, uh, you know, a way of life, a way of supporting my family. Um, was there, was there something or a lesson learned that made you realize that this is something that I can continue and grow with and, and make incredibly successful? Yeah, that's a great question. That's a great question. So I, when I went to college, I studied business strategy and, I never, ever anticipated taking my DJ business full-time. Mm. When I was in college, up until the time when I went full, full-time full with my DJ business, my strategy was I'd do four events a month and mm. only four. So so if someone asked me if I was available on August 12th, but 
and I was available, but yeah. I already had four other bookings, I would turn them down, right? Yep. Which is a really interesting strategy, but it helped me like be comfortable raising my prices and raising my prices um, because I was confident I'd still get four no matter what those months. Mm -hmm. And so I guess the tipping point of like when I knew I could make this a full-time career was my, my DJ salary every year continued to match what I made at my full-time job. Um, and so I, I was full-time in a, in a tech company um, just south of Salt Lake for three years. And every year I'd get a raise at my, at my full-time job, but I'd also make more money DJing. Mm -hmm. Not necessarily because I was DJing more events, but just because I was better at marketing, raising my prices mm -hmm. and things like that. Mm -hmm. And then honestly, the most random thing in like December of 2019, I like turned to my wife. Um, we've been married for two years. And I was like, I never, ever, ever thought I would say this, but I want to go full time. Like, I want to try it. Like, we're making good money. We can do this. Like, what do you think? And she was so supportive. And she's like, yeah, let's do it. Um, and, and so that was up until December 2019, I had never considered going full time. Um, mm. Never. And so that was probably like the, the, the moment where I knew I could do it because my, my income level was, was not, not to where I needed it to be to support a family and kids and a home, but it was trending in the right direction. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I, I'm smiling because the I mean from from sitting on the sidelines like as your friend and seeing just even on social media like the the success that you're having and and how much you have grown even just in our time being friends, um, it blows me away. But I also feel like there's still so much more to come. Yeah, thanks. Um, is there? I agree. Is there uh, anything you're cooking up for, for 2022? Yeah. Uh, uh, at this point now, Cooper, there is the photo booth, the live stream, uh -huh. uh, of course, DJing, uh, professional emceeing, uh, yeah. the lighting as well, monograms. What am I missing? Yeah. So that's a good question. So I'm a big sushi lover. So I'm going <laughs> to... Just kidding. Just kidding. And I, I'm not doing anything with sushi. So, okay. um, so the, the big things that are coming next year... Um, number one with my production company, which is called Charisma Event Productions. Yes. Um, I just hired my first full-time employee a month and a half ago. Um, her name is Bree. Super excited to bring her on. Literally the scariest thing because she's on salary. Like she's making a good amount of money. Um, and she's and she's primarily in charge. She's the COO of our production company. Um, and so that has been huge. It's been scary. But what's crazy is just in the past month and a half, two months, like she has helped grow our business so much. Right. She has opened, helped open so many doors. You know, I'm eating dinner with my wife and she texts me and said, you know, she will send me a text message saying, hey, you'll never believe who responded to me. You know, so-and-so, the manager of this, you know, place like wants to meet with us. And so she's like gotten us in the doors. And so, so I say that because a, a big goal of 2022 for me is I want to learn how to scale both my businesses to the point where Cooper is working on the strategic things. And if he doesn't want to work on the strategic things, Cooper gets to spend time with his family, he gets to go on trips. Um, and so I just hired a really good business coach and he's helping me scale both businesses. And when I, what I mean by scale is yes, make more money but and do more gigs. But more than anything, how can I find people to work for me? How can I create processes and systems? How can I you know, create levers that grow my business that don't require Cooper to yes. be doing everything? Yes. So that's the biggest thing, Parker, for next year Dude. is if I execute it successfully, which I'm feeling very confident I can, by this time next year, I'll be working half as many hours um, and hopefully 
the business will be doing even better. So, so that's probably the biggest goal that I have next year is I'm drained, dude. I worked so hard this year. Mm -hmm. It was not good for my marriage, not good for my little baby who's 16 months now. Um, and you know, I'm glad people can see that I'm being quote unquote successful from what they see on social media. Um, but it was, I don't want to do another year like this again, because it was, Mm-hmm. It was too much. I worked way too much. And so that's my, that's the big thing I'm cooking up for next year, Parker, is, is learning how to really manage people to achieve the goals that I have for my, for my businesses and help them love what they're doing and, and, and mm-hmm. achieve that same vision I have to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, lean in onto their strengths and yes. uh, help them uh, understand whether that be one above or charisma in a way that they're genuinely excited to put forth their strengths uh, and yeah. contribute. I 100% agree. Yeah. And, and to go more in detail on my plans for DJing, the goal is to hit the high end market. Um, I'm trying real hard. I'm quoting more than I ever quoted. I'm, my marketing is, you know, better than ever before. My sales calls are, are really honed in. And the goal is that people, when I quote a big number, that's higher than most other people by significantly that they're not shocked because I've built that value yeah. and it makes sense. Yep. So that, that's the main goal for DJing and then production is I've only been in business for a year and a half. And which is insane. Yeah. Thank you. And there was, <laughs> there's a, there's a competitor or two in the area who've been in business for 10 years <laughs> and I'm already charging three times more than them, which is, which, which you can laugh. Like they're not charging much. So it's not like I'm really good. It's just like, it's like, how are you charging this little? But so, still, man. so I, I'm learning how to, how to just, separate myself from even being called a competitor to them. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's something that I'm, I'm working really hard on. So that's in detail what I'm working on next year. Wow. I want to, uh, you said Brie and a Brie, Brie and yep. uh, also a, like a more consulting kind of coach. Yes. A coach. Yeah. Coach. Dude, business coaches are, I've learned huh. a lot about that recently. Huh. Great stuff. Huh. I, I would love yeah. to have a conversation or even be a fly on the wall during, you know, a consultation y'all have or yeah. a conversation you have. Um, Wow, Cooper. Uh, jumping back to more of the strategic kind of creative work that you had mentioned earlier, uh, is that where you find most excitement as an entrepreneur uh, and as a business owner? That's a great question. Most excitement. I would say not necessarily the most excitement, but it helps me accomplish it's the best lever that helps me accomplish my long-term goals. So okay. if I'm asking what gets, what, what gets me most excited, it's the same thing as you probably. When I'm, when I'm at a wedding, at a corporate event, and like I've got everyone in the palm of my hands because they are literally just like mm-hmm. vibing with the music I'm playing and just one song after the other is just you know, hitting the sweet spot, mm-hmm. that's what makes me most excited. Mm-hmm. You, know, you, come off, you come off playing the last song mm-hmm. and you know you rocked it and mm-hmm. you know that there's nothing you could have done better. That's what gets me excited as a DJ. Mm -hmm. That's the most exciting thing. But I think the strategic thing is just, I know where I'm defining more and more where I want to be in five years, 10 years, 20 years. And the strategic side is what's going to help me accomplish that. You're t- ten steps ahead, <laughs> I'm, Parker. I'm 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 working hard, man. I know let, you are. Let, let me let me share are. some insight that I've recently learned that's really pivoted how like I, I think, um, and it's one of the biggest mistakes I think entrepreneurs like us make. Um, so there's a book um, called The E Myth. Have you ever heard of it before? I don't know the E-Myth. It's called The Entrepreneur Myth. Okay. And the Entrepreneur Myth, basically, in essence, the book's way better, obviously. Um, but it says that there are three roles in any 
business. There's a technician who like knows the technical skills behind it. Mm -hmm. So someone who knows how to make sushi, we'll, we'll go back to that example. Someone who knows how to make sushi, that's his or her job, they make sushi, okay? Um, and then you have the manager. The manager is the one who manages the business, right? Um, and then you have the entrepreneur who is the visionary. And a lot of people start a business because they're the, the first person, the technician. They know how to fix cars. They know how to make sushi. Um, they know how to uh, mix music. And the, the, the reality of it is there's a lot of businesses like that, that the technician is the owner and the technician is the one making the money and therefore the owner of the business never makes it out of that role and they just stick in that role forever. Mm -hmm. But if you can find a manager who can help manage the business mm -hmm. and you have an entrepreneur who has the vision for the business, mm -hmm. that's what you need to be a successful business. So right now I'm trying to take myself out of the technician role of my streaming company, have other people do it and then have a manager, which is Bree, manage that and then now I'm the entrepreneur who, has the, who is the visionary behind where I want to go. Wow. When uh, when starting one above, where would you categorize yourself between the technician, the manager, or the entrepreneurial? I was not the technician because technician is someone who's good at their job. Um, <laughs> I was awful at mixing, awful at music. In fact, I didn't know about beat matching until like five years into DJing. I had no clue there was intros and outros of songs. But you're playing the right tracks. I, I play the right tracks, right? Um, so I was not I was not the technician. I was great at emceeing. Um, I would say I was the manager slash entrepreneur, the, the, the person who knew how to run the business. I was the one on the sales calls uh -huh. and my partner was not at all because <laughs> I was a lot better at it. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. So that's where I was. Huh. I, as you're describing this, I'm trying to like see where I, where I find myself yeah. the most. Um, uh, as, as, as I continue to like formulate plans and, and goals for the future, I, I realized that it's, uh, it's going to require the strengths and, uh, expertise of other people, yeah. uh, because I can't wear all three hats. Um, especially as I plan to scale and grow things, um, being able to kind of let go and instill trust and, yeah. uh, and, and you know, <laughs> faith, if you will, um, uh, has been a little bit of a challenge as well. I'm sure it that is. you've experienced that. I mean, yep. we, we've even talked about it when you first, uh, quite a few years ago, were bringing on you know, other DJs to represent your company. Yeah. Um, and then you had pivoted back just to Cooper, and yeah. then it's expanded. Yeah, maybe pivoting back. Maybe maybe pivoting back. Mm -hmm. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Lots of thought goes into that too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> huh. Dude. Uh, yeah. We. Yeah. yeah we're recording. A, we're literally recording a podcast right now. But we need to have a conversation uh, to to catch up and talk more yeah. ideas. Um, okay. So Cooper, back to the podcast. We're recording a podcast. Uh, so another thing that. Uh, and actually, we might be even taking a step back to what we we're talking about earlier, uh, with raising prices with confidence and seeing the value bring to the table. Yeah. That was something as you're very aware of that I was challenged with for four or so years. Yeah. Um, started DJing hundred, 200 bucks an event. Um, I think four or five years in, like I was doing four or $500 events. Mm -hmm. like that was, that was good. That was good for me at the time. Yeah. Um, what I had realized was happening is that, even though I was growing my skills and, you know, refining them and uh, becoming a better performer and providing a better process and, and service for customers, I wasn't internalizing that and um, accepting the success that we were having. Um, Cooper, if you were to give uh, 
a bit of advice to uh, a, a DJ or maybe even someone just in the entertainment industry. Mm-hmm. It's kind of kind of in that that limbo stage of uh, trying to reach that new market or uh, take that that next big step. Yeah. What What would you like to share with them? Oh, that's a juicy question, Parker. So I think the biggest limitation that we place on our success and what we can charge and what we're worth and what our businesses can do and the success we can achieve is our own is our own perception of what people uh, what other people think is acceptable, right? Meaning. If I charge two times more for DJing, oh, people are going to think that's crazy. They're not going to hire me. And like, they're going to think that. And yep. the, the managers and the planners, they're, they're not going to like that I do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's probably the biggest challenge that I had for a long time that all of us have is like, we uh. think too much about what other people think. Um, and so by raising our prices, we think people are not going to hire us. We think people are going to think we're crazy uh-huh. or that we're not worth it. Um, What's interesting is I have I have a mentor here in here in Utah who who would always share with me how much he was booking for weddings and that could come off like he was um, bo- bo- boasting right it could come yeah. off like that yeah. but to me it wasn't at all because he showed me what he was charging in our market and it blew my mind mm-hmm. and I was like wow if he can do that then why can't I mm-hmm. um, and so that's what I've been working towards is just like raising my prices and being confident in it and what's crazy is I've quoted some really big numbers recently including on a call today like three hours ago and on the call you know the client was like yes let's do it and I I couldn't believe it like I was just throwing a big number out there to see what they'd say and they said yes and so, and so I think, I think the advice I would give is like, don't be scared of what other people think and like have a, have a huge number in mind and then just like quote it a few times and see what happens. Dude, I, I'm, I'm smiling because seriously, you, you have been at the one that has led to such growth with Alive Entertainment in my business. I love hearing that. That's Specifically awesome. related to this. Um, Good. Uh, I, I'll share this. Another another uh, tip that Cooper, you gave me um, about two or three months ago. You said, hey, Parker, you know, you, you can quote uh, this number with confidence, but in order to do so, uh, let's, let's put some structure around that. So uh, you had told me to block out specific Saturdays. Saturdays in the summer, yeah. Say, you do not quote. Um, anything, anything lower than this number because you're worth it, and you need to become more confident in in communicating that. And have you done it? Yes. Yeah. Yes, dude. dude I'm happy to yes. hear that. There has been like one yes. or two words like right there. Yeah. But, yeah. I understand but, that. I understand but, that. You know, we're, you know, we're, but but the fact the that I remember the fact that you accepted that challenge and you were like so enthusiastic about it. That's the mindset you need to have. That was mm-hmm. awesome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> seriously, seriously, Cooper. Do you, you? I don't know how to put this into words, dude. It's it's. To, to be where we're at now and then the goals and visions that I've got down the road um, compared to where I was at even three, four, five years ago. It's it's awesome, and it's been large in part because of your kindness and encouragement. So, that really uh, means a lot. I, I, I appreciate <laughs> that. I, I really appreciate that because and, and at the end of the day, like the reason why I love hearing that and it means a lot to me is like I can DJ some cool events. I can make good money. I can have my face on a cool picture and have a cool profile picture, and people can think I'm cool, and that's all cool. But like these, these meaningful impacts mm-hmm. are a lot more – um, are a lot more lasting. So I, I, I really appreciate you sharing that because that really means a lot to me. So thank you. Thank you, Cooper. God, dude. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm grateful to call you my friend. Uh, it's come a long way from 
when I saw you at that DJ meetup and I was yeah. just so nervous to go and talk to you. And it's true. Uh, last here we are. Uh, DJs mm. listening, uh, people in the entertainment world, take this advice. It's it's gold. And I wish I had someone uh, holding me to the floor, shaking this in me years and years and years ago. Um, but uh, anyways, that is about it for time. Cooper, can we find you anywhere? Uh, is there anything last yeah. that you want to share? Totally. Myspace.com forward slash. Let's get it, bro. Let's get it. Let's get it. Yeah. So my company is called One Above Entertainment, uh, yep. which is my Instagram handle. And then OneAboveDJ.com is my Instagram. Um, and feel free to message me if you want to chat. I'm happy to chat and, and, and help other entrepreneurs, other aspiring DJs to, to figure out what it is they need to get to the next level. Take it to the next level, one yeah. above, baby. Yeah. Boom. There it is. That's it. That's a wrap. Cooper Brown, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Behind the Energy Podcast. Uh, uh, like, subscribe, all that great stuff. Uh, we'll catch you next week uh, for episode nine, I believe. Peace out. See ya.